So we all know summer is approaching, which is very exciting. Warmer days are coming. Um, so fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. You can meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-created meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have a new flavor to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like shrimp and blackened salmon. Keep your kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking or cleaning up, which Lou hates to do. I do. I hate cleaning up. <laughs> Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage your calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well and balanced, which just makes cooking and meal prep easy at home. Not that you're cooking or meal prepping, they've done it all for you. Head to factormeals.com slash common50 and use common50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off for your next month. That's code common50 at factormeals.com slash common 50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This week, we have an extremely exciting guest. She's an actress turned photographer, creative director, stylist, woman of many trades. She packed up her life at the age of 18 to move to New York City to chase down her dreams. Since, she's worked for some names such as Vogue, Alexander Wang, Fendi, Converse, and Miu Miu. Got behind the lens of Bella and Gigi Hadid, Hailey Bieber, ASAP Rocky, and the list goes on. I'm not only honored to have her in the studio today, but I'm also blessed to call this iconic, energetic, fiery woman my best friend since high school. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Yasmin, Yasmin Jensen. Drumroll. Drum roll. <laughs> oh Welcome to the studio. Wow. You can't believe I made it here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's her nickname? You, Sue Lewin. Sue Lewin. You, you, you. Yazzie, you, you. I can't know. Can't get behind that. How are you feeling um, this morning, Boo? You've come from Brizzy. Good. I mean, I woke up at 5 a.m. Rough. <sighs> Getting a flight tonight to back to America. So. We, we had to sneaky get her on. I was like, uh-huh. come on. You've got to come on the pod. Mm-hmm. I'm here. So um, each week we do a mantra of the week and mm-hmm. we thought that you could give your little quote or saying that you live by. Have you... Got one? <laughs> yes, I actually do. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, what should I use? And um, Oh, wait, before you do it. We've we got, uh, this is Yasmin Jansen's Mantra, Mantra of, of the Week. week. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's the lamest thing we do. We do like a sound afterwards. This is like an ASMR podcast, honestly. Oh, yeah. When we've got our matcha, we do like a matcha as well. Well, basically, um, mantra of the week, I was thinking about it and there's one that I used to have back in my apartment in Brooklyn. I had like a mantra taped to my ceiling, which is so weird, but I would like wake up every morning and I'd see this mantra and it was short-term pain versus a lifetime of not knowing. And that's like my one thing that I I live by because I'm like, if you take the risk, do the thing that you're scared to Mm. do short-term pain or you risk not knowing for the rest of your life what it could have been, you know? Well, we talk a lot about um, fear and like overcoming fear and I Mm -hmm. think that that really Mm -hmm. aligns with that. Even this right now, Mm -hmm. like me overcoming my fear going the podcast. Talking about stuff and I think you're the perfect person and why I really wanted to have you on it. Obviously, you're like my best friend. So I wanted to get you on for a chat. (laughs) But you're someone that's really kind of gone against the grain and you pushed Mm -hmm. yourself out Mm -hmm. of your comfort zone at such a young age to – Moved to New York and obviously you're going to tell us all about that, but I think you've really um, paved the way for yourself and I think quite an inspiration for a lot of other young people wanting to do the same thing and getting into the creative industries and photography. So give us maybe a little bit of a backstory. Like Backstory. Who Um, are you? Where did you grow up? How did you grow up in Brizzy? Little Brizzy. I'm such a Brisbane girl. Like being there, like <laughs> being there of the past three weeks, I'm like, oh, I am Brisbane girl through and through. Like the deep insane. comforts of Brisbane City. Deep comforts. <laughs> like me it. going into the valley, walking around. Like Ashton's like, I don't get it. It's like, it's a Brizzy girl thing. No, okay? you, like you need to be there. To, you need to have grown up there to know. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, grew up in Brizzy, went to, um, I'll actually go further back. So mm. I, I went to this like all girls school, private all girls school for a minute. And um, there I was doing normal school life, but I did drama and that was like, loved that. And that was my favorite thing. I'd go to acting classes on the side. So I was like, okay, love this, want to take this seriously. And I had teachers at the school that did not take it seriously whatsoever. We'd do like, like you just get up on stage and be like, blah, like <laughs> so such a pointless class. And then I'd go to my acting classes outside of school and I'd be like, wow, I love this. This is really cool. This is really something that I like want to do. So figured that out, figured out that my teachers were shit and I was like, I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to Quacky where Karts and I both went. And, um, Which is, it's Queensland, Queensland Academy. Academy Creative Industry. It's <laughs> not like, like the duck. Like, everyone's like, what the fuck is quacky? <laughs> did you guys meet there or did you know each other before? No, no we met there. Oh. And she was like in the grade above me and like, I'm not kidding when I say this. She was like in the cool group. Like, oh my no, God. No, I always say stop. this. I even tell you no. this. You were in like the cool group, but you guys weren't just cool. You were like so talented. Like Yaz was the best actress I'd ever seen because we had the same backstory of like, going to shitty drama class and then like going to Quacky mm-hmm. and being able to perform properly. And I used to watch like their shows, like their really? grade and their grade was elite. But Yaz, I remember watching and all of us were like, oh my God, Yasmin Jensen is like so incredibly talented and so cool. Anyways, I'll let you continue, but it seemed to gas you up a bit. Oh like, you were really you like, gas me up so much. Quacky I'm- queen. <laughs> Quacky queen, Brisbane queen, quacky queen. (laughs) But both of us are though. Um, (laughs) Nah, you're way fucking cooler. (laughs) No, you. Um, I feel like I'm third wheel. (laughs) I know. You hang on. Sorry, Ashley. No, it's okay. Um, 
<laughs> Here for it. <laughs> but yeah, basically went to Quacky, studied um, theater there, and then also did film. Mm. And yeah, did that. And I came out of school out of doing that. And I was like, wow, I want to go do Broadway. Not so much like singing and dancing. That wasn't really my thing, but going on stage, doing theater. Like You're more theater-driven. acting. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I was like, that I was determined. And at that time, I also wanted to travel too. So I was like, best place, New York. So I um, auditioned for an acting school over there, got in, got a scholarship, which was like amazing because mm. otherwise I would not have been able to go with As I said, she was like literally the most talented actress. So it makes sense. <laughs> but like when I get in front of like a camera though, I crumble. I don't know why. It was, it's more like for me, it was theater. Mm. It was never, it was always like on stage, never. Because theater's not filmed? Yeah, theater's like on, yeah, yeah like on, live like, shows. Yeah, I feel like when theater's I see alive. myself back. It's more like performance. Yeah, it's like mm. in the moment, Based. I never get to see myself back. So I, so then I went to New York, studied acting, and then I kind of came out of that and that whole experience. And I was like, wow, actually, I love acting, but more so I love creating the image. I love like the mise-en-scene. I love mm. the lighting. I love the costumes. I love the like set design. I love all of that. And I found myself like being behind the lens rather than in front. And I enjoyed that way more creating the scene rather than being the scene. Mm. So that's how I kind of transitioned into doing like photography and film and all of that stuff. So you started acting in school. Did you know that New York was going to be the spot for you? Like what actually, what inspired the move? Like what was the first thought when you were like, wait, I'm going to do this? Like how did you even find the school that you wanted to go to? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how it came about. I'm, I haven't got such a good memory, but (laughs) seriously, I feel like I've got the memory. She's having too much fun in New York City, girl. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of like did some research. I actually um, auditioned for a few different schools, but. In New York? All in New York? In New York, because I went on a holiday Mm. and I went with Nick. Yeah. And we went and auditioned for like a few different ones. Mm. And then I got into two and then one was the scholarship one. And I was like, I'm going to save up a whole bunch of money before I go work for a year at mm-hmm. Boys House and Coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that was kind of how I came to the decision on that particular school. But New York in general, I've always just been drawn to like the energy of it. Like I just love it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So much is happening all the time. You can just walk down the street and like there's like a party. I don't know. It's no, just it's like, like the most iconic it's, city. It's so it feel real. It feels like a movie. Yeah. You're like walking through and you're like, oh my God, this and, is a real place. Mm. People actually like live here. Yeah. And also like I don't think LA was really for me. No. Nah, you're such New York a New York girl. I'm such a yeah. – I'm more of a city girl yeah. and I really wanted to like <laughs> – I'm a motherfucking city girl. Also, it's more <laughs> of like a hustle and I'm kind of like more of a hustle. Like I'm like need to be busy go, go, go. all the time. It's been my thing since I've been young. Like I just can't slow down still even right now I'm like yeah this is almost like jittery like <laughs> like even when I eat I'm like shaking because I'm like when you get hangry like she literally shakes and will eat her food so fast I it's do. like psychotic watching it's this really experience not okay I wonder yes, if it's me. ever gonna like fade away if you're like I don't when you're older so. you're gonna be like they're eating your nani bread like but I'm but I'm very chill regardless no. I don't know how it happens I it's, think my yeah, like you are very, a chill energy. I don't know. Something, like something's a bit aloof. The calm one in the room that gives me like voice of reason and is like my like 
constant therapist that just like gives me such yeah she's a virgo yeah it is my virgo in me but the pisces in me is like double pisces virgo (laughs) wishy-washy so how did you find living abroad so young like what were the struggles and challenges that you faced i'm sure you were there was a lot you would have faced because you were so young so moving away from family and friends and like the life you knew yeah to a completely different world so I think, like, I definitely struggled in the beginning. One of the things, like, I found myself in the middle of the night, like, up talking to friends from home mm-hmm. at, like, 4 a.m. on their time. And then I kind of realized to myself, I was like, wait, I'm living on their time, mm-hmm. not really living in the moment here. Like, I'm not doing my own stuff. So that I, there was really, like, a trigger point for me um, where I realized that I was, like, focusing on what everyone else was doing at home um, and not on what I was doing there. And so, yeah, then I made a point to, like, go do things by myself. Like, I went to, like, galleries by myself and I went to mm-hmm. went out to parks, took myself out to lunch dates, like, really, de- like, developed this sense of, like, individualism, which I haven't really had before because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I never really lived away from home either. So when I developed that, it kind of got easier for me to be able to stay there and like meet people, meet new people. I always said yes to things too. That was like a big thing that I would always say yes instead of being like, no, mm. I'm going to stay home and take the easy yeah, option. Take like, the easy option. Like I, I push myself to say yes zone. to opportunities yeah. instead of like. Share courage. Yeah. Took that step. Yeah. We spoke about courage. Um, what is the most iconic thing about living in New York? I mean, there's obviously a lot, but what's your favorite thing about living in New York? Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I think the most iconic thing, honestly, is, like, when you're walking down the street and you see someone in this, like, snatched look, like, looking beautiful, amazing, full, like, Sex in the City outfit. Vibe. Yeah, Sex in the City or someone in, like, full bondage leather outfit. Love it. And then you get on, like, the subway and then everyone's kind of all mixed together, like, <laughs> hanging on. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> And it's just kind of like, oh, everyone's kind of heading the same way in the same direction. Like we're all just kind of like bundled here. Like all these (laughs) random people just thrown into this one city and have to like just mingle with each other. It's really, it's really really insane. (laughs) When I come here, I'm like, nothing phases me. Like when you go to New York, you really, (laughs) things are crazy over there. Like (laughs) every day I see something totally insane that it just like walk past my do you remember the first time I came to visit you and you were like Yaz lived in Brooklyn which is like a very different world to being in like Manhattan City you know Mm -hmm. and she'd be like taking me on the train and I had never really even like this sounds dumb but I never would like in Brisbane and here Mm. like you don't really cat I wasn't it's not a public I was driving around everywhere you drive yeah you can't drive in New York she starts taking me on the on the subway and I'm sitting there like Oh my, are we going to get mugged? <laughs> what are these people? There's someone singing, playing the bongos down that end of the train. Like, and Yaz is sitting there, like, not flinching, not even like giving like two cares about it. And you're, you were just like, yeah, look, this is life now. This is life for me. And I was like, yeah, what is going on? It's true. Someone's like about to punch each other up on the subway. Then someone come on and do like flips and Someone's stuff. opera singing. Oh, oh my yeah. God. They do the flips on the train. The flips, guys. Yeah. And like, have you ever waffle seen collective? Of, um, I think they're called waffle, waffle Collective. What do they call when they start randomly dancing? Flash mobs. Flash mobs. Flash mobs. Do you see Santa them? Con. Santa Con was like the What's other day. Santa Con? Everyone just walks on with like a fucking Santa hat on. I'm like, <laughs> Santa Con. In January. Sorry, in February. In 
Christmas, sorry. At Christmas my, time. Yeah. My I mean, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Old. I want to see a flash mob. So cool. Yeah. I want to, like, join in. <laughs> no? <laughs> That's <laughs> Astro. I, I can like see Astro, like, leading I mean, a flash mob. She's picturing, like, all the rom-coms that she's seen in her life <laughs> yeah. that are based in New York. That's why. She's yeah. like, I just want to live the rom-com dream. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you with something like, and like a guy like yelling out my name at um, Central Station. <laughs> Ashton, <laughs> Ashton, turning around slow mo. Wait, wait, don't leave. Um, so, <laughs> like you said, there's like New York is a completely different place to Australia. What mm-hmm. do you miss about Australia? Because there's obviously, you know, a lot of things that aren't in New York that are in Australia, and a lot in Australia that aren't in New York. Yeah. I think the thing I miss the most is, like, our humour. It's just so unrivaled. (laughs) Like, there's nothing like just taking a freaking joke. No one gets it. And taking the absolute piss out of each other. No one gets it. Even, like, the way that I speak sometimes, everyone's like, are you all right? Like, (laughs) the deep sarcasm in the tones. Really, like, so I said something the other day, not the other day, but when I was back, it was like, um... Oh, they they don't understand. Like, how's it going? Mm. And you're like, and they're like, what the, what's going on here? And like, it means like, how are you? And like, where I where am I going? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, oh, you know what I you know what I don't. Why do we like? need to unpack this? Yeah, like, yeah, like, even further. How's it going? Like, shouldn't that make? I guess we didn't really get like what you're saying. Like, yeah, there's like little saying, things. You know, what's the funniest thing about what Americans say? Um, you're like. Be like, oh yeah, thank you so much. Go, mm-hmm. That's what I was about. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Or oh, they go, sure. sure, sure, and I'm like, sure. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, <laughs> sassy, sassy. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be nice. Sure isn't a manner, and <laughs> mm-hmm isn't a manner. Mm-hmm. When I say thank you, you say you're welcome. <laughs> I know. Anyway, yeah. That's the one thing it's, I noticed. The sarcasm is really on a different <laughs> level. There, they, just, they, they don't get don't it. Have it. They, they also don't, don't get the c word. May I just say, oh my I god, said it once well, at a bar in well, LA, and I got almost like literally dirties from everyone, and like it looked like they wanted to kick me out. I almost got like, "What did you just say that for?" Well, someone, I think someone we know told us this story, but they were at like a party in LA, and they dropped the, the c bomb, and someone like. Like the owner of the place, like flipped the table, <gasps> smashed everything, and was like, "Get out of my!" It's house. a really bad what? word over there, and like, really I'm, bad. look, I'm just saying, it yeah, is, it's, it's a, a gross word. word. It's absolutely no, it vulgar, She's but it's part it's, of us. it's a part of our Australian culture. Uh huh. It's a it's a rite of passage to drop that c bomb here Seriously. and there. And to be fair, also like. <laughs> It is describing a woman's hoo-ha. So I feel like a woman should be able to say it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Totally. Reclaim. I mean, I don't know the actual definition. But, um, but also like this morning when I was checking in for my flight, um, the guy, it's just like so funny because like the guy who was checking me in, he was like a bit older than me, um, Aussie guy. And he was like, yeah, F this, F like <laughs> so sick that you live in F New York, blah, blah, blah. It's so effing sick. I'm going to set you up with free empty seat next year. <laughs> so year. Aussie. Like, so Aussie. I was like, I love this. This is, no one gets it. And then people just come up and chat to you all the time. I just miss mm, the that. friendliness. Mm. Um, so you finished your acting degree, mm-hmm. acting school, obviously. Then you transitioned into photography so talk us through this, what inspired like the career change? Yeah. So yeah, like I said, like loved being behind the lens, um, got my first film camera and really loved 
doing that. Like, yeah, because you fell in love with like more film. You were doing lots of film photography. Mm-hmm. And may I say, before it became cool and everyone had a film camera, you were pioneering this <laughs> movement. <laughs> you really were. No, this you been going. Were, film has been all around for <laughs> years and years. I know, I, mean, I know, I know. You taught me about my first yeah. film experience. Uh-huh. I feel like you were shooting film when I didn't see many people yeah. shooting film. yeah. I got really into it. I got. I was at a point where I was like buying like Russian film from like the sixties <laughs> and like roll like unrolling it and rolling it into a different canister and then putting it through and then seeing what that would turn out like. Like I got really experimental. But like with that's that. your, obviously another side of your creativity that just came out and was like, yeah. Oh. But you're experimental. I feel with like mm. everything you do, mm-hmm. even in your photography. Like how did how did you actually develop it? I guess like how did you get from a point of being like I'm just going to experiment with this to like wait, I can do this in a completely unique way. Like how did yeah. you try, like how did you push yourself out of the boxes that people mm-hmm. normally put like a said photographer in? Yeah. If that makes sense. I guess it was more just like capturing my friends. Mm. Like that's how it started, like taking photos of my friends, people in New York, things that I was, like I'd just take my camera around every day and take photos of everything, which is, I really wish that I did that now. I don't do that as much. Like I think back on that time, it was really like a whole new world for me. And like I was so just like everything I would think about was about like capturing that on film and stuff. Um, Loved it. Was going well. Um, Loved getting them developed. Every like I'd do, I'd develop like twice a week. And then um, I had like a few people that I followed in New York who was, who were doing really cool work. And one of them was Alana and um, Lil Mummy Lani. I don't know if maybe you guys, you know, obviously. I know her, know. yeah. yeah. She's, um, she's a, what did you explain her as? She's like, like a creative director, director, mm-hmm. photographer. She's pretty iconic. Video, everything. She's like so iconic. She was Miley's creative mm-hmm. director recently. Oh, so like cool. So proud of her. But this was like four or five years ago. Mm. She put out something on her Instagram being like looking for an intern or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll go like see what this is about. And mm-hmm. then met up with her at like this cafe. And then all of a sudden we just like clicked and she was like, okay, so and here's the keys to my house. And like <laughs> and then all of a sudden that. we were just like working together like mm, every constant. week nonstop. And that was kind of at the beginning, not the beginning of her career, but like an early stage of her career. Now she's like absolutely slaying it. Mm. She's like Miley's creative director. Like she's creative director of like Isla Beauty, which is this awesome New York makeup brand, um, skincare brand actually. And then, yeah, so we kind of like were a team mm. in the beginning and she was very into like VHS cameras and we would go through so many VHS cameras just trying to figure things out. We were really just figuring things out and mm. we'd be booked on these awesome crazy shoots because <laughs> she like- is like – She's amazing and so creative and so incredible in her brain. She's literally a genius. That's kind of where it all started. And then I worked with Alana for probably like three years and we did so many jobs, traveled everywhere. Um, And then she moved to LA and I got a job at V-Files, which is a brand in New York. And I'm doing like all the content. I'm like the head of content and like do a bunch of different stuff there. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, because I guess people want to know how do you take your mm-hmm. passion and actually make money from it? Because yeah. it's normally, like, it's hard when mm-hmm. you're a struggling artist, especially kind of with lo-fi stuff, mm-hmm. especially with your entire aesthetic and vibe. Like, it's hard to get people to take it seriously and book you. And Like, obviously, people are like, oh, that looks cool, but we want to pay for, like, crisp and clean. Like, yeah. 
I feel like, mm. yeah, ha- I guess, yeah, how did you, yeah. what were your steps? I think you really need to be versatile in everything yeah. that you do. Like you should, if you don't know how to do something, then you should Google it. Yeah. <laughs> like you just figure it out, mm. you know. Like I, I don't necessarily know how to use all the best cameras in the world, but I, I'll figure it out if you yeah. put me in the room there. It's mm-hmm. just, it's more about like problem solving. And in terms of like getting paid, I think I just kind of, was there at the right time when everything started happening with lo-fi VHS and um, film and a lot of people started getting into that. And I think <clears throat> that was that was probably one of the points where I people could, people saw that that was, it was like a new wave of things and I was kind of on riding that yeah. little wave in. Um, you like but, hustled. You like yeah. hustled and you believed in your vision, I feel. Thank you didn't you. really yeah. waver from that. Thanks. Yeah. And I mean – like, even now, I'm still unsure what I want to do with my mm. life, to be honest. Like, Mood I'm still like, like, I feel like that's just life. Everyone's always, like, figuring out what to do. There's never just like, yeah. I'm going to do this and this forever and that's it. It's yeah. like you're always growing and changing and evolving. And so is your career choices and the people that come into your life. Yeah. And I didn't think I could would ever be satisfied <laughs> with the being, one doing one thing. Yeah. <laughs> could never say that for could you, never, honestly. <laughs> no. But I do really want to do like, cre- like mainly do creative direction direction because I really got trapped into this editing <clears throat> thing for a while. And me behind a computer for like yeah. nine mm-hmm. hours, I cannot. No. But, um, yeah, and at VFAS right now I do mostly, like, it's a foundation. So I do, we do, like, artist grants and we do, like, give out $10,000 to, like, six different um, up-and-coming artists or creatives in New York. Yeah, and we kind of mentor them through process till they do, like, a a show at the end of their, like, 10 weeks. Yeah, it's a 10-week program and I'm kind of, like, their creative consult mentor throughout the whole process and I help them with their projects and lucky them <laughs> getting to work with lucky me Jensen. Lucky yeah and me. you probably get lots of inspo off you know oh my god coming so much so much inspo especially in New York like mm. there are like everyone in New York They're right so now hungry. is killing it mm. and um you definitely have to find your niche mm. um but I don't I don't think I really have a niche just yet. I'm just kind of working. Every brand thing that I do is through something else that I've done before. So, like, a friend Mm. will recommend me or they'll be like, oh, Yaz would be perfect for this job. It's Mm. kind of like a bunch of different relationships and connections. um, I think there's always – sorry. No, go. And there's just always power in networking. Like, I Mm -hmm. think when people ask about going from being a creative to then making money, it's – my mom always used to say it. It's not sometimes what you know, it's who you know. And Mm -hmm. also just being a good person, I think, and being easy to probably work with, which you are that. If I remember if, like, Alana, but you'd be there, like, oh, fuck, I just need to send this thing off. And it'd be like yeah. the, the middle of the night and you're like tapping away furiously at your yeah. laptop or editing and stuff. Like yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's you put in the work and mm-hmm. when you meet people and you network and say yes, step out of fear, like that's, I think, for up and coming creatives. I think yeah. you just got to really balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. Like you really just got to believe that you're powerful. Yeah. And it, like if you doubt your power, then, you know, then the power gives to the doubt. Mm-hmm. So well, what are some to, of your best tips to um, trying to enter this industry I would or chase say, their dreams? So I would say if any, anyone wanting to enter, like, the creative industry, like, I, you don't need the best equipment to mm-hmm. do the best work. Um, I remember when I was, like, I did my best work when I um, – <laughs> 
I literally lived in this, I mean, this is a side story, but I lived in this apartment in Bushwick um, where I couldn't actually stand up. <laughs> I like crawled on my like hands. Like it was like a loft apartment and you couldn't fully stand up. I was working three jobs, acai bowl maker. I remember um, this phase. I was Alana's like assistant and then I was um, working at like a thrift store and I had like probably like a point and shoot. But I was doing some of my best work because I had a little scanner and I was like printing and scanning photos and I was just take just spent putting all my money towards that. And like only recently I've just like last week I just bought myself a camera, like a nice camera. We were laughing in the car this morning. Yes was like, oh, we should do a shoot this afternoon, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I finally got a camera. And I was like, oh, just buy a new one. She's like, no, no, this is the first camera I've ever owned. And I was like, Wait, like dead ass. She used to borrow my brother's camera because Harrison used to be a photographer and she would drive to Harrison's house like once a week or whatever Mm. and go borrow his camera. And she's been like all over the world shooting people. I'm like, wait, but what camera do you use when you shoot people around the world? Like I feel like I, Harrison, like when we did Europe, I borrowed Harrison's. Um, I borrow Sophie's. You should have just like given it friend. to you as a birthday present. Like, here you go. They're expensive. Let me tell you. That's why I haven't, like, I have to, you have to save if you want to get something good, but you can make it work. And I'm living proof of yeah. that. And I've gone what? through like tiny point and shoots, like $30, like then it will snap and break immediately as I like, <laughs> after I've shot once, I'm like, all right, onto the next VHS camera will break onto the next. Like I just buy and like. Get the cheapest things. And make it work. And make it work. But looking back on like my time when it was like hard for me because I didn't really have much equipment, um, that was my best time. And I and I wish that I was still in that zone of like, I don't know, your mind when you're really in the shit, your mm. mind really comes up with some mm. really creative stuff. It's, it's cool. Yeah. So just quickly, give us a few little career highlights that – like Real some of the highlights. coolest people you've shot for, the coolest Ooh. brands. Like what's been your favorite, most iconic um, moment? Where you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? I think my most iconic moment was going with Alana to Hong Kong to shoot a Fendi campaign. Mm. That was really cool. Apart from the like deathly sickness. That <laughs> I'll afterwards. never forget. She ended up in hospital with food poisoning and like. Yeah, not, But like in the middle of but, Hong Kong. Like, yeah, oh. it was really bad we won't go into that story yeah. another day it's for honestly for another day it's a long it's like trauma it's like, like traumatizing yeah. but that was my favorite moment because like Fendi was such a big thing and like Bella for Pop Mag that was directed by Alana and styled by my friend Dean who is they're both like geniuses and Bella is genius as well there was kind of like a creative collaboration mm-hmm. between those three and I kind of got to do the um I got to do like the BTS for that mm-hmm on my VHS, which was sick because they're, like, the best people to work with. Um, and, yeah, other than that, love shooting you guys. You that's, my that. favorite, that's my favorite <laughs> moment. No, it's, I, like, it's so much fun when it's just my friends, you know. Like, We've had so many iconic shoots over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, 
just the funny ones that we'd come up with the last minute. Like, yes, I need your help shooting this thing. Yeah. And like, I think my best memory of shooting with you was when we were in the freezing cold in like summer, like Australian and New Year's Eve dresses. And we were like shooting in the middle of winter in New York. Freezing. And we were like running, like we'd do like a few shots and then quickly run over and do the coats and like warm ourselves up and well, then like go back on the road, like crossing like Main Street. Like pretending to do like road cross one. It was, that was hilarious. I was like, we're going to get pneumonia. I know. I'm surprised you didn't, honestly. Turned out great though. Turned out really great. Yeah. I think another career highlight too was um with V-Files, they do a lot of like foundation work and stuff. And we did a, um we recently held this cast, like an open casting with IMG, which was sick. And I basically like organized it randomly, like literally always, somehow everything always just has to be organized like two days before. So I figured it out and we like promoted it and stuff and like 600 people showed up and we got like Mental. two, I think like one or two people signed to like IMG, which wow. is cool. Yeah. Out of 600? Yeah. Well, you know, if it's an open casting, yeah, like true. they you, get you to, get... they get to choose. And yeah. Like, but the, the, at least they were seen, mm, you know, true. like it, I think it's a really big thing that um, just to show your face. Yeah, to be, taped, to be actually looked at and taken, yeah, you know. It's really big. Okay, so you and Cardi are obviously best friends and you've lived a, long, a lot of your friendship apart on other sides of the world. What is your, some of your best tips to maintaining um, friendships when living overseas? Yeah. Have you guys stayed? Me visiting you every few months, maybe. <laughs> I've been allowed. <laughs> that <laughs> I'm not very good at replying. Oh, that's all of all of our best friends. Literally, I know, everybody hates I would, me. No, sweetie. <laughs> no, I'm not you. Like in general, I'm a really shit replier. But like, if if we need to talk, it will. I will 100 have. Full attention. Yeah. I will listen. I will be. No, nah, we've you. done. We've done good. Like, yeah, totally. You're just and not a day to day, like every day, like update kind of gal. Yeah, I really can't do that because I think I just don't have. There's I really not, don't have. I feel the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, I, it, it gives me serious anxiety sometimes when I'm like, oh my god, I'm not like checking in my friends twenty four seven, but I just really trust that everything's actually okay. And every like, day. I when you when your yeah. friends need you, you'll show up. Totally, yeah. totally. We we are our like routine would always be like, and when you first moved, we Facetimed a lot more and like made sure I checked yeah. in, and we were both you know, yeah. And then as the years have gone, I can't believe it's been six years. That's mental. We like Facetime. I would say once every few weeks. Yeah. And we do a big chat yeah. or we'll like text when we need each other, but it's like a knowing. It's just like a, yeah. you just know everything's yeah, chill. Yeah, and I'll text you <clears throat> if I need you, like if you yeah. like, feel like something's off with you. Yeah. Um, it's just but, communication and like that trust, I feel, trust. we both have. Yeah, it's such a trust. Like you, it's hard to have friends that you really fully trust. And those are the friends that I have maintained. Mm -hmm. The friendships I have maintained is the ones that like, I fully trust that they're my friend. I don't have to speak to them every day. Mm -hmm. um, it's like family, you know? Yeah. Same I guess thing. like setting that boundary as well. Not even boundary, but like, I guess setting expectations. Like, okay, just to let you know, like I'm super busy at the moment. I love you. I'm thinking of you, but I might not be able to check in as often or whatever. If you yeah. don't have that mutual trust for a friendship. Yeah. And you need to like tell people that sometimes mm. too. That be like, hey, I'm actually really busy, and your friends should respect that. If yeah. they don't respect that, then they're not your friend. Yeah. See ya, boo. But like, also at the same time, you need to be. It needs a two way street. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't you just be like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Like, yeah. you need to have some kind fine of like time. fine time. Yeah. Yeah. What has been over the years <laughs> your favorite, most funniest memory 
that we've shared or that we've all had festivals because obviously I feel like everyone knows you from like a lot of our festival videos yeah. together. Like there's there's been a lot of iconic moments. What has been your favorite, I guess, from our youth? <laughs> I think my favorite moment. I'm just getting like a vision of us like 40 years old. Like, <laughs> oh my God. What's our favorite youth? memory from our youth? Me acting like Sipping we're green so tea. old. Like, know. You know what I mean? What's What's been a favorite memory from like, I guess, our festival days? Yeah, or like teenage days. Festival, teenage, teenage days. School was, days, whatever. It mm-hmm. was probably like the first time we met, honestly. Like mm-hmm. thinking back to that, like there's been too many festival things that are just like, it's all kind of a blur. But obviously, like, I think back to some, there's some really <gasps> things we cannot deep, disclose. Deep, dark tea cannot be disclosed to, I think, anyone ever. <laughs> Only we can share. But basically, um, when you we first met, I guess, because she was in the year below <clears throat> and she was going to Falls Festival. And I had heard from around the vine, the grapevine, that you were going to drive without a license. I was such a bad Falls. kid. And I was like, what's this bitch thing she's doing? And I like went up to you, you at lunchtime. You walked straight up to my table at lunchtime and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like, like, are you driving? What are you, how are you getting to Falls? I was like, I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive. I'm on my L's. I'm going to drive. And you were like, no, you're going to come with me. And I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, and then we just like all went to I didn't to know any of the, like that other group of friends that you had there. And I like went. I didn't know any of your friends really either. It was really random. I don't know why I did that. No, the universe, fate. like, honestly, just kind of, like, did it. Yeah, like, someone it was, sent you there, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, okay. That was fate. And, like, um, I was so underage. Like, I, like, used a fake ID to get into the festival. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole lot. Like, <laughs> all of us all, did. Though? We all did, I think. Um, but then we, like, just, yeah. That, that first festival, it was, like, so rustic and, like, <laughs> I don't even know how I came out of that alive. I don't. That was like the roughest festival I think I've ever done. Like really, really rough. Really um, rough. But the funnest. Despite our, um, the next year we actually came back and redid <laughs> ourselves and we brought a full length mirror and a teepee <laughs> and a blow up bed and a um, mat for the floor and a coat hanger. Like we really like, like a, took glamping we to the went, next level. Oh. We learned from being in the scraps to like. <laughs> Do you remember, we glowed like, the up. valley. It was <laughs> like we glammed. I've never camped at a um at a festival before. What's this? Are you missing out on live? Yeah, no, I mean, would I'm recommend old, not anymore. Not anymore. Too old for that. We're too like we've seen the, the, the bouge of life. We've yeah. been there, but I'm so happy we did it when we were young and I was mm-hmm. full yeah, hippie. I wish I did. Full hippie didn't give a damn. Now I'm like, <laughs> put me in a nice hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I love also. I love the three of us when we were in Croatia together. <laughs> That was fun. That was a good moment. Okay, final question. What are your few key tips that help you calm the chaos? Because you are a chaotic woman in a chaotic world. <sighs> um, but weirdly I, calm. <laughs> I would say my tips are 10,000 steps a day. Yeah, I'm on that right now. It's yeah. hard. <laughs> I was like, what was the question? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Calming the chaos. Yes, yes, like, yes. Definitely like walking every day because mm. my mind just freezes so much when I – walk it kind of like lets it all go um because I'm not so much of a meditator <laughs> which sucks but <laughs> I just need to like jittering me like yeah <laughs> but um that um music I make playlists all the time I love music music's like my number one inspiration mm-hmm. for everything mm-hmm. she just that made me is- a new playlist called for cardio and it's been on repeat Ooh. 
Well, yeah. Can I have one? Yes. <laughs> I actually will make one for you. Thank you. Need I'll to adventure out with my music genres. I will, I will. I'll make you one. Music. Um, check out my Spotify at spotify.com <laughs> forward slash Yaz Jansen. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I would say just trusting in myself, trusting that everything that I do is for the div- for my own divine purpose mm. and that I am my number one supporter and everything will actually be okay. And bad things that happen are only temporary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so lovely having you on the pod. Love you guys so much. Oh. Seriously, you can my breathe best now. friends. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, um, I'm sad. I feel to see really, you going. I feel really blessed and really special that you guys asked me on the podcast because Needed it. you're doing some amazing work. And I would, if I was like a young girl growing up in Australia, I would love to have something like you guys, like some people like <gasps> you to listen to. Seriously, because like we don't really have. We didn't really have back in the day many women like out there like spilling their guts and telling mm. us the truth about mm. like everything. So yeah, love you, love, love you. you. Thank you, my for cry. Coming on, no, don't. You're making me emotional. I have to get on a flyer. No, like, don't. I'm gonna be sobbing at the airport. This is this is. We haven't done this in a few years. The parting ways at the airport, oh, but yeah. you'll be seeing me in like two weeks. So, <laughs> um, well, love you dearly, everyone. If you want to go follow at Yaz Jansen on Insta, see what she's getting up to and all of her amazing work. And we're excited to see what's to come. Love you. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 your year to finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't actually help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. It's super convenient and helps you with actual conversation tips and tools so that you can learn how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while on vacation. It can just give you that extra confidence when in a foreign country or a non-English speaking country. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash chaos. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash chaos, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash chaos. Rules and restrictions may apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.